Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. And the title of my message for you all today is God. Actually, let's do this. Look at your neighbor. Look at somebody next to you. And say, God is too faithful to fail you. Okay. Maybe that's the the wrong person that you talk to. Maybe you need to stand up. Maybe you need to stand up. And you need to go find you somebody else. Because obviously, that, that was the wrong person that you were talking to. So maybe find you a friend, somebody that, that, that you can talk to and, and, and say, friend, friend, God is too faithful to fail you. Uh, no, 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 that, we're still not there. We're still not there. Find you somebody else. Because that, that, that was not the response. That still, find you somebody else. And say, friend, no, I'm talking to you. Friend, listen to me. God, I say God is too faithful to fail you. Uh, no, 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 no. So, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes you really actually have to talk to yourself. Because sometimes you try to talk to somebody else and you don't get the response that you have. So do this for me. Grab your cell phone. Turn your camera on. Put it on your favorite setting, selfie mode. Put it on selfie mode. And look at yourself now. And say, self. Self. Olivier, put your name. God is too faithful to fail you. God is too faithful to fail me. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is too faithful to fail me. He is too faithful to fail me. He is too faithful, too faithful, too faithful to fail me. There is no failure in God. There is no failure in God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. Paul, Apostle Paul, says, God is. Let me pause right there. He says, God is. Now, I'm pausing there for a reason. Because oftentimes when we, we say, if I say, Minister Orphy is, what does that mean about what I'm about to say after? Come on, talk to me. I, I, like, I like feedback. Huh? It, it's, oh, th- there we go. I'm about to say something about his character. I'm about to say something about Minister Orphy when I say, Minister Orphy is, whatever I say after the is, has to do with his nature. 
with his character. So Paul says, God is God is faithful. Paul understood something about the nature and the character of God. You see, God reveals himself in so many different ways. And the, one of the most powerful ways he reveals himself is through his word. And the Bible shows us through many scriptures and in, in the Bible where it shows us how God reveal his character and his nature. In Genesis 17, 7, we see that God reveals himself to his people as Elohim, the creator, the mighty, strong God. In Genesis 49, 24, he reveals himself as El Shaddai, God Almighty, as Pastor Stanley will say. In Genesis 22, 14, he reveals himself as Jehovah Jireh. In Genesis, uh, in Exodus 15, 26, he reveals himself as God who heals Jehovah Rapha. In Exodus 17, 15, he reveals himself as the Lord God, our banner, Jehovah Nisi. And I can go on and on and on in the various ways God reveals himself to his people. But in De Deuteronomy 7, 9, he reveals himself as God, the faithful one. And that's El Hanheman. Now, the word faithful in Hebrew is the word Aman. Now, according to the Strong Dictionary, the proper meaning of that word is to build up or to support or foster as a parent or to nurse. Now, it means to be firm or faithful, to trust or believe, to be permanent in quiet. It means to be morally true and certain. Sounds like the God, our God. It can also mean to be sure, steadfast, and to put trust in. In contrast, this verse, it means faithful. But as we can see in the richness of God's word, is that his faithfulness is key to his nature. In Psalm 89, verse 8, we read, and if we can put that on the, the screen, Psalm 89, verse 8. It says, Lord God Almighty, who is like you? Your faithfulness also surrounds you. God's faithfulness. It's, his faithfulness surrounds you. That means that when God steps in a room, steps in a place, when God shows up, his faithfulness shows up. When God moves, that means his faithfulness is moving with him. When God appears in your circumstances, that's because his faithfulness has just stepped in in your situation. The faithful, faithfulness says that's, you know, faithfulness is in his nature. And, and here's one thing about the nature of God. Is that for him to not be faithful 
will be totally against who he is. For him to not be faithful will go against everything that he is. Amen? Nuggets number one. Faithfulness is God's nature. Nugget number two. I have a few nuggets for y'all today. And nugget number two is God always, say God always acts in accordance with who he is. So, for God to be contrary to who he is is simply impossible. In the John 1.1, it says that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Good class. Now, in Psalm 138, David reflects on God's goodness and faithfulness. And what gets me in that scripture, Psalm 138, verse 2, and that's kind of intriguing for me when I read it. He says, I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name and your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above your name. Now, I was a little bit puzzled, Mr. Joshua, because I'm like, God and his name, there's nothing greater than God and his name. But he said that, he has magnified his word over who he is, over his own nature. So I'm like, okay, wait a minute. What is the psalmist is trying to say here? And in order to fully understand that, that passage, that scripture, you got to get it in context. Okay? As Minister Mignon would say, you got to ask a question of the text. Okay? So I ask a question of the text. So... God says in Psalm 138, if we start with verse 1, let's back up to verse 1. He says, I will praise you with whole, my whole heart. Before the gods, I will sing praises to you. He makes a distinction here between God and the gods. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. You have magnified your word above all your name. In the day when I cry out, you answer me and made me bold with strength and soul. The psalmist understood because of his experience with God that God's faithfulness, watch this, is predicated on his covenant. God's faithfulness is predicated on his covenant with you. See, God's faithfulness is not a contract. There's a difference between a contract and a covenant. When I write a contract, I'm basically saying that I will do this for you, but in return, you have to do such and such. 
And what, what is sad is that, you know, the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge and understanding. And unfortunately, many Christians, many believers walk around not understanding the faithfulness of God. And when they miss it, they think that God has just turned his, his back on them because they missed it. Because they fail. They feel like, oh, you know what, I, 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 I sinned yesterday. God does no longer want to have anything with, to do with me. And then when you, they, they're in a situation, they're afraid to raise up their hand. They, they can't raise up their hand even when they come in worship. Uh, Minister Jefferson, they, they can't raise up their hand and worship because of the weight of their sins makes them feel guilty that God might not be faithful and answer. Because they're looking at that relationship as a contract. They're looking at it as, I didn't do my part, so why would you hold up to your part of the bargain? <laughs> that is not my God. God responds based on his covenant. He's made a covenant with you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you until the end. That's his covenant with you and I. Amen? So, in, and in 2 Timothy 2.13, the Bible says, even, and I'm paraphrasing, if we believe not, yet he abided faithful. Even if I don't believe it, God remains faithful because he cannot deny what? He can't deny it himself because denying himself will mean he's not faithful. So when he responds to you, even when you miss it, it's not because you, 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 you came and repented. No, he's responding out of his grace and mercy because he is faithful. He is faithful. And he can't, he's like, listen, I know you missed it. I know you're wrong. But because I cannot deny who I am, I'm going to intervene and I'm going to respond. His faithfulness causes him to respond and act in situations. Man, I'm thinking of times in my life where I'm like, man, I didn't deserve. I'm like, how in the world, in the midst of my sins, in the midst of my mistake, God still saw fit to intervene. But he didn't intervene because of me. He intervened because of himself. He cannot deny himself. Amen? God is faithful to keep his promises. Even when we are too weak and we have our faith is weak, when we choose to trust in ourselves instead of trusting in him, when we choose to trust in our job, Instead of trusting in him, when we choose to trust, watch this, in our bank account, instead of trusting in him, he is still faithful. He remains faithful. He will not disown himself. He cannot disown himself. He will carry out his promises to us. And what are his promises? He promised to love us. He promised to forgive us. He has adopted us into his family. 
He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will meet all of our needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. And he has a plan and a purpose for your life. God is faithful to his promises. And his faithfulness, watch this, commits him to abide by his word. His faithfulness binds him that he has to come through for you. His faithfulness demands that he act and on your behalf. Amen? Nugget number three. Let's read together. No generation is exempt from experiencing the faithfulness of God. No generation. Man, this gives me so much hope. It gives me so much hope as I think about my children. In a few days, I will be seven, no, I will be 50 years old. <laughs> In a few days, I will be 50 years old. And I've been really reflecting on that. I've been reflecting on the last almost 50 years of my life. And I've been, and last night I, I literally sat in my family room and just thinking of all of the ways God showed himself faithful in the last 50 years. Even if you just, and you don't even have to go for 50 years, just think about this year. Just think about just this year. We, this is the first Sunday in the month of November. And I'm thinking in January. Man, in January, I had just lost my brother in December. And in January, I was lost, y'all. I was lost. But he was faithful. In February, he was faithful. In March, I, I, I really thought that, man, I know you've been faithful all this time, but, man, in March, I'm like, uh, you're about to fail me on this one, God. He was still faithful. In April, I'm like, like okay, listen, things are start getting hot now. In April, I say, I don't know if we're going to make it through the end of this year. In April, I'm like, man, God. And he still was faithful. I went through May. By this time, I'm like, okay, all right, you've got me through May. Can you do this again, God? Can you do this again? And he did it again. In June, I thought, I'm like, okay, man, at this point, man, I, I, I know and I get that you, you show up and you intervene and you know, so I'm, I'm expecting you to intervene. So I know you can do this because I've seen you do that. So you can do this. And, and, and he, he still was so faithful that he's like, no, son, I will do more than that. In July, at this point, I'm like, man, God, what else can you do? I know you're faithful, but this is July. There are things that are expected to happen by July 
that I still had not seen manifested. And I'm like, okay, so you, 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 you've been faithful this far, but, but what about all these things? I mean, you said it's the, the year of renewal, repayment, reversal. There's things I've been waiting to be reversed, and I ain't seen it yet. And now we're in July. God, God, what, what, what's going on? And he still was faithful. August came in. And I'm like, okay, all right, we're in August. I've seen a few reversals happen that I didn't think was going to happen. But there's some repayment that I need. <laughs> and he still was faithful. September came in. At this time, September came in, I mean, rocking me. And I'm like, God, I mean, things are getting hard. Things, you know, at work, things are not necessarily going the way I anticipated them to go. Uh, you know, things are in, 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 uh, in the family, there's this stuff that has started being rocky and shaky. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? What's going on? And he said, I am still faithful. October came, October came, and man, we're rejoicing, celebrating our man of God and so forth. And I'm like, yeah, I'm excited for my man of God, but, but look at all these things on my plate. And, 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 uh, <sighs> and he still was faithful. So now we're in November. <clears throat> and in this nation, November is the month where we celebrate Thanksgiving, right? It's a month where we reflect and we are thankful for, you know, our parents. We are thankful for the greens. We are thankful for the turkey. No? Okay. All right. So I'm wrong. Maybe it's just me. But it's a month where we are thankful and grateful. And I reflected and I'm like, man, you've been so good. You've been so faithful. It took me to Psalm 119, verse 90, where it says, Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You establish the earth and it abides. So to generation and generation, to his people in every age, God promised to fulfill his word, to supply our wants. To give us new mercy every morning and every day. Never leaving or forsaking us according to his promise. His faithfulness never fails. It endures forever and it is exceeding and large indeed. In Deuteronomy 7, 9, the Bible says, Therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God. The faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandment. I like Isaiah 55, 11. He says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the things for which I sent it. So what is God saying? God is saying that my faithfulness, my nature to be faithful, goes across generation. So that means that even when you're gone, he is still faithful. 
But what I love about Isaiah 55 is that he says that his word will not return to him void until it has accomplished that which he sent it to do. Man, that got me so excited. It got me so excited because here's what I, I, I saw. I saw God literally taking my life and God looking at my life. I, I can picture God in heaven and he's looking at my life and he's looking. He said, okay, when he was born, I said this will happen. I called you from your mother's womb before you were even formed. I called you, appointed you to the nations. And then he's looking the way I'm going and he's like, what I said then still hasn't manifested. So um, he's searching your life, trying to find every word that he's spoken over you to bring them to pass. And, and, and watch this. If it doesn't come in my span of time to be alive, he said, you know what? I promised you that. It's still going to come. So now... I'm going to the next generation. And now I'm going to search in the life of the next generation the word I spoke to you to bring to pass because it's got to come to pass. It will not return to me void. So if I spoke it to you and you didn't see it while you live, I'm going to the next generation searching for that word to bring it to pass. His faithfulness. Through a thousand generations. God is literally searching for his own word. Looking to bring it to pass. So don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Because sometimes we look at our children and we look at the next generation and the way they're acting and behaving. And we think, we're like, man, are they getting it? But God is faithful because guess what? My mom thought the same thing about me. <laughs> My dad thought the same thing about Is this boy ever going to get it? But God is faithful. And at one point, at, in an in instant in time, God, the word that... See, God spoke to my... God spoke to my mom and dad. My mom calls us, I'm, I'm the oldest of five, and my mom calls us her hand because five fingers. And God spoke to her one day and said that her hand was like a fist that was going to make an impact in this world. Okay? And and I remember she shared that with us. We have a group text with my mom, and the group text is actually called The Hand because we are a hand. And God told her that we were going to make an impact. And there was a time where it looked like we all were just doing our own thing. She never wavered at the promises of God. God made a promise to her that he was going to use her to impact generation. And then she started kind of saying, she's like, well, but God, I don't see how it's happening. You made a promise to me. And God told her, my promise is still yea and amen. If you don't see it, you will see it for your children. 
So guess what started? My, 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 I'm the oldest of five. My sister after me, she's serving God. She's a first lady at her church. Her husband is a pastor. And she's leading, helping him lead a flock of people. My brother after that, uh, he just, he's the one who passed. And, I, and I'll say even this, because when he passed, uh, I asked God, I said, man, I mean, what? what I never saw him operate in the ministry. I knew he had a call of God on his life. And I've never seen him fulfill the call on his life. He wasn't married. He didn't have children. So how would that pass to the next generation? God, I mean, I didn't. And as I was preparing, because I had to do his eulogy. And as I'm preparing, and I'm, and I'm literally dealing with this, and I'm asking God, I'm like, he never got, and the Holy Spirit arrested me, and he said, boy, shut up. That, that's how we talk. Right. Okay, you, you got to stop me. And I'm like, what, what, what do you mean? And he's like, he's like, so you say he didn't fulfill, he, he was not in the ministry and so forth. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I never seen him minister the word. And he's like, oh. So you think that ministry is... Standing here and doing this. So that's what you call ministry. And I literally, I got arrested. Listen, my brother's home go going, I, I personally had never witnessed anything like that. As, as we were leading to his home going, I had called texts from people that I didn't even know. My brother lived in three different continents for his life. He lived in Africa, he lived in Europe, he lived in the United States. I had people from all of those continents calling and sharing the impact his life had on them. His funeral, I'm standing in a room, his casket is right in front of me, and I looked at the room, and there was over 350 people in a row. And I'm like... But no, watch that. Watch this. The funeral is in Europe, in Belgium. It's being streamed in the Congo. There's over 400 people in the room watching who came to pay their respect to him in the room. It's being streamed in the United States. It's being streamed online. And there's people all over who are watching the service live because of the impact his life had. See, the, the, the impact that your life has to have, you don't have to be standing here. See, you and I, we're not called to the same thing. Because if, do we have any doctors here? Any doctors here? Okay. Do we have any uh, builders? I, I looked over there because I know my brother is over there. Well, bad example because <laughs> he's a builder and a minister. So that's not the example I'm looking. When I say minister, he's, he operates in the fivefold ministry. Okay. Do we have any accountants? Do we have any engineers? Okay. I can't do what you do. You're an engineer. There are a group, there's a group of people that God has called you to, to impact and touch and to have an impact on and and you see, what you've been through, 
what your life has carried you through. All of that, God has always prepared that for you to be able to use all of that to make the impact in the place that he has put you in. So me trying to step in into your space, I will not be effective. Now, God can, he's still faithful, but my effectiveness will not be there because he didn't call me to that. But he called you. And because he called you, his faithfulness will hover over you. And his faithfulness will actually bring and attract everything that you need for you to be impactful in that place that he put you in. So, don't try to be something or somebody that you're not. I don't know why even I'm going there because this is not in my notes at all. I'm trying to figure out where you're going, bro. I'm like, I don't know, but it must be for somebody here. Don't try to be somebody or something that God has not called you to be. Be confident and, and comfortable in who God has made you to be and in the place he has placed you. Because where, see... Ooh. your effectiveness is tied to you being where he has placed you. And the impact of his faithfulness will be even more tangible to you when you are exactly where he placed you to be. Amen? That was for somebody because it is really not in my notes. Let me get back on track here, Jesus. So, his faithfulness, God's faithfulness requires him to look at every word he has spoken over our lives and ensure that they come to pass. Every promises God has made, they will come to pass. I'm speaking and declaring that over you right now, that every promises God has spoken over your life, every prayer, that was spoken over your life. I decree and declare right now in the name of Jesus that he will not tarry. He will come to pass. And you will live to see it come to pass. You will live to see every promises God has given you come to pass in your life. I prophesy it over you. I'm looking at you right now. I prophesy it over you. That every word God spoke over your life, not one will return to him void until it has accomplished everything that it was meant to accomplish over your life. Amen? Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel my helper now. He's been here all along, but I'm sure feeling him right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Your children, they will line up. Yeah. Your children will line up. They, they will serve God. They will serve God. Don't be moved by what you see right now. Your children will serve God. They will fulfill their purpose. They will fulfill their purpose. God has promised you that as you and your family, you will serve God. As for me and my house, we will serve God. Every one of my daughters will serve God. My grandchildren will serve God. My great-grandchildren will serve God. Every promises he has given me will be manifested. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
every promises, every word that he's given because he is faithful. God's faithfulness is motivated by his compassion towards me. You should have said towards me. God's faithfulness is motivated by his compassion towards me. You know the song, great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Yeah. See, there's a preacher, a Methodist preacher, stay with me, who wrote that as a poem. And it was based on his reading of Lamentation, chapter 3, verse 21 to 23. And it was turned into a song. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand has provided. Great is thy faith. Lamentation chapter 3, it says, This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed, because his compassion, his love towards me fell not. His love towards me fell not. They are new every morning. Everything that I need, his hand constantly provides it for me. Everything that I desire, his hand provides it for me. When I wake up in the morning, brand new mercies he provides to me. Because he loves me so much. Because he loves you so much. His faithfulness. He he can't help but to be faithful to you. Because he cares for you. God has to be faithful. Through the Old Testament, we see how He made a promise to bring us a savior. He really made that promise to, stay with me. He made that promise to Adam and Eve. 
that, uh, that he will, the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. And we know that throughout the Old Testament, throughout all the prophets in the Old Testament, there was a promise of a Messiah. He promised that he will send his son to the world to be the savior of the world. In Genesis 49, we are told that the Messiah will be of the tribe of Judah. In Micah chapter 5, we are told that he will be born in Bethlehem. In Isaiah 7, we are told that he will be born of a virgin. In Hosea 11, we are told that he will be called out of Egypt. In Deuteronomy 18, we are told that he will come as a prophet. You notice I'm going from one book to the other because God is faithful. So he made that promise, but as we go through the books, he is still reminding you of his promise that a Messiah is still coming. And, 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 as, and, and he's making it clearer and clearer who the Messiah is. In Isaiah 53, we are told that his own people will reject him. In Zechariah chapter 9, we are told that he will make a triumphal entry into Jerusalem. In Zechariah 11, we are told that he will be betrayed and sold for 30 pieces of silver. In Psalm 22, we are told that he will be put to death by crucifixion and that his hands and his feet will be pierced. We are told that soldiers would cast lot for his clothing. In Psalm 16, we are told that he will be raised from the dead. <laughs> In Psalm 68, we are told that he will ascend into heaven. Was God faithful? Was God faithful to his word? Did God keep his word and send the Messiah? Yes, he did. Why do you think he did that? Yeah, he's faithful to his word. But the reason he had to be faithful to his word is because he loved you. John 3.16, for God so loved, say me, that he gave his only begotten son. God's faithfulness is bound in his love for you. He loves you that much that his love for you causes him to be faithful. His love for you forces him to remain faithful and true to his nature because he loves you that much. Say, God loves me that much. God loves me that much that he cannot discredit himself. Mm. God cannot discredit himself because he loves you that much. He cannot fail you because he loves you that much. My last, well, my fifth nugget because I have one more for you. God is faithful. Faithfulness is also marked by his consistency. 
In Lamentation chapter 3, verse 22, we are told, and we read that his compassion failed not. And in verse 23, it says that they are new every morning. That sounds like consistency to me. Every morning. God is so faithful to demonstrate his mercy and compassion on a consistent basis. You know, at times it appears that God may be contradictory. And when we feel that, it's because God will not be faithful where he's not committed himself. Yeah, I missed it. There's times where we feel that God, man, God, are you faithful? Are you? No, no, no. He cannot be faithful in a place that he hasn't committed himself to be. He can only be faithful to that which he committed himself to be faithful. His consistency is limited by his commitment to his word. God's consistency is limited by his commitment to his own word towards you. He keeps his word, stays the same. He's consistent in keeping his commitment. God set the sun to shine during the day and the moon at night because his faithfulness in letting the sun shine and the moon come at night shows us his consistency. And because of his faithfulness that he allows the sun to always come up during the day, shine during the day, and the moon to come out at night, watch what his consistency doing that allowed people to do. Now you have a whole line of uh, jobs. Brian Busby has got a job because of God's consistency. I mean, Brian Busby has got a job. Our Roker got a job because of God's consistency. God is so consistent that our Roker can go and come. Hi, this is our Roker this morning. The sun will rise at 6.57 this morning and we'll have sunset at about 5.45 this evening. The only reason he can say that is because of God's consistency. And his consistency is every day. Every day. If God, see, we sometimes working so hard. All you have to do is to look at nature to see God's faithfulness towards you. You think that God will, can just make sure the sun stays. The sun is staying in place. The moon is staying in place. He put the stars in the sky. And his consistency even caused us that we can tell when uh, the meteor Haley or whatever the name is can come by the earth. We can even predict that with a level of accuracy because of God's consistency and faithfulness. If he's that faithful with nature... How can he fail you? His most precious possession. How can he fail you? 
you are God's most precious possession. He will never fail you. He cannot fail you. Amen? God sets all of this to show you his unfailing love and faithful commitment towards you. My last nugget. And I will close. Faithfulness demands faithfulness. Faithfulness demands faithfulness. God's faithfulness is not limited in the Old Testament. Because you're like, man, minister, you read a lot of scripture in the Old Testament. But God's faithfulness is not limited in the Old Testament. Because he cannot, God cannot be limited by his past exploits. Because really what you're saying, that you did it before, but God is that, he is that God that he's like, I'm going to show you, I did it before, I will do it again. And actually when I do it again, I will do it better than I did it before. His faithfulness yesterday demands that he be faithful today. His faithfulness demands faithfulness. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible clearly tells us that God is unchanging. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Malachi 3.6 it says... God says, I am the Lord, and he says that of himself, and he says, I do not change. While everything around us is changing, I mean, literally, everything, everything is changing. The definition of marriage is changing. The definition of gender is changing. But God never changes. He remains steady, unmovable, always abounding, and faithful and true. Growing up, I remember watching um, my parents. And I remember this particular event. And this is how faithfulness demands faithfulness. And, and how God takes, takes that even to the next generation. I remember we had, my parents have a lot of properties. And now in the, in the Congo, in the city I grew up in, in Kinshasa, unfortunately my country is ridden by corruption. Okay? And in the city I lived in, the capital city, the governor of the capital, um, heard when, um, you know, it was brought to his attention that there were people in the part of town that were building these palatial homes. And my dad was building this, I mean, eight, eight bedroom, five bathroom home that he was building. And, and it's not a small home. I mean, sitting on about two acres of land. And, uh, So 
so he comes there, uh, and he was on this thing. He was going through the city, and he was on this thing that he was calling the cleanup because, yes, there were people throughout the city who were building homes in places that were not allowed to, okay? And so he went on this campaign that he was going to reestablish order and, you know, that, uh, hey, if you build a home where you're not supposed to be and you don't have a permit, he would literally come with bulldozers and they would literally bulldoze the entire home. So he comes to the neighborhood. We, we there, the, my parents get wind that, hey, they just showed up over there. And he would, when he did this, he would come with the news media. And I mean, it's a show. So they get news that, hey, he's in the neighborhood. They, they're talking, you know, they say that they're going to bulldoze all the homes going down the, the, that street, along the street. And we're like, wait a minute. Our home sits right there in a prime piece of land by that street. So my parents rushed to the place. My dad grabbed all his paperwork. He's like, hey, let me prove to you. I've got all the papers. Everything is in order. I bought the land. I mean, I'm le legit. And he looks. He got his people look. And he said, who do you think you are? Tell him to my dad. I'm the governor. I don't have a place like this. And you think you're going to have a place like this? He turns to the, the people. He said, bulldoze this place. But God and his faithfulness. See, my parents had experienced God's faithfulness in so many ways. They've experienced God's faithfulness through the death of one of their, I had another brother who passed at 11 months and he went through a life of, I mean, for 11 months of his life, he was just sick the whole time. But through that, we still saw God's faithfulness and how God kept us. And even when he passed, the peace that God gave us was just indescribable. And as they starting the, <laughs> the bulldozer machine, my mom steps out in front of the property. And she stands flat-footed. She looks at the bulldozers. She turns, she looked at the home. She said, God, you gave me and my husband this property. You gave us the, the funds to build this home. Now, these people are coming here saying they're going to bulldoze this. But I'm reminded of your faithfulness. I'm reminded when we didn't, when my husband and I started and we, we didn't know how we were going to raise this family and you provided a job for him uh, and you provided a home for us and you provided with, with things that we needed to raise these children. I'm reminded when my son was sick and how you brought the best doctors to care for him and how he passed in my, in, in, he was dead in my hand and the doctor said there's nothing we could do and he came back to life. I'm reminded when this boy, my firstborn son, Olivier Kabuya, was born two and a half months early and I was told he would not leave past three months but yet he is right here by my side standing and living. I rem and then she's saying all of this in front of all the cameras. And she said, if you be God, and I know you are, and you are faithful, I command that bulldozer to stop and not start. And everybody is looking and laughing, and the guy jump on the bulldozer. He's like, <laughs> so 
So they all. They're like, what? Start again. And he stopped. And he tried to start it again, and it would not start. And they're like, they're like, man, she's a witch. She's a witch. She's a witch. She's a witch. Yeah, she's a witch. She's a witch. She stands there, praising God, hands raised. We were at home. We were watching this on TV. We're like, that's mama on TV. <laughs> What's she doing? And she's like, ah, I've been praising God and going, pacing. They're like, okay. They're like, you know what? No problem. We got another one. Start the other one. They start the other one. It start coming, and my mom is standing five foot. My dad at this point, <laughs> man, sometimes you need a good woman by your side to, to stand and believe God. <laughs> my dad see the, the bulldozer coming, and he's like kind of pulling my mom aside like, okay, honey, okay, I, I, I think we just got to let them do what they got to do. And she's like, nope. And she's standing there. The bulldozer's coming, and as it approached my mom, tire flat. No, I'm not talking about something I read. I'm talking about something I live, about God's faithfulness. <clears throat> they, they're trying. They're like, man, we got to get, we gotta get some, something else. The next day, they say, we're coming back tomorrow. They're bringing two new bulldozers. True story. And the, 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 they're starting, the first one come, two tires goes flat at the same time. At this point, the driver of the bulldozer jump off the bulldozer, take off running. He say, whatever y'all want to do to them, y'all do it on your own. I'm out of it. God's faithfulness. God's faithfulness. Now watch this. Time passed years later. My fourth oldest is born. Premature, just like a daddy. Two and a half months early. And I remember one, one morning we came to service, and she was a little warm that day. But my wife and I were like, ah, oh, we're still going to make it to service. We came to service, powerful service. We rush home. We get home. Uh, I went upstairs. I think we had stopped to get groceries or something. I went upstairs to put, put away groceries. My wife was downstairs, and I heard my wife scream. I've never heard my wife scream like that till this day. She unleashed a scream that literally, I mean, you know when they say that you just feel like, what was that? I mean, that just like froze me in place the way she screamed. And I dropped the grocery. I'm going back to the steps going that goes downstairs. And I, man, this woman, I mean, it's like probably 20 steps. She's jumping like four steps at a time coming up the steps, and she threw the baby in my arm, grabbed the baby, and she said, do something. And I look at my baby, and she's just like, like lifeless. Eyes rolled up. I grabbed her. I looked at I lifted her up, like when she was born. I lift her up. And I remember at that moment God's faithfulness. 
I mean, in a flash like that, I could see, it's, it's amazing how just like that in a flash, you can see almost your life just, and, I, and I, I could see all the instances where God showed his faithfulness. I lifted her up and I said, Naomi Vidya Kabuya, it's your dad talking. Open your eyes. Boom. She opened her eyes. And she goes back out again. At this moment, her sister is calling 911. I grabbed her again. I said, you know what? I said, I don't know who's trying to mess up with me here. But my God is faithful. And I know when you were born, I know his commitment and the covenant I have with God. And because of that covenant, I know this baby can go nowhere. She's got to live. She has a purpose to fulfill. She has people that she needs to reach, touch, and impact because that's what we do, the Kabuya. We reach, we touch, and we impact people's lives. I lifted her up again, and I said, Naomi Vidya Kabuya, in the name of Jesus, the one who never changed, the one who is faithful throughout all generations, the one who is yea and amen, the one who is the Alpha and the Omega, the one who is mm, the beginning and the end, the one and only true God, the faithful one. I command you to open your eyes and keep them open in Jesus' name. Boom, she opened her eyes. And she's just staring straight at me. Ambulance come and they grab, they try to take her away. The moment they try to take her away, she starts going back into that state. I looked at the, I said, you ain't taking my baby. I'm keeping her in my hand. You tell me what you've got to do. But she's got to stay in my hand. And I kept her. They're like, well, we got to go. We got to go. I'm like, okay, I'm jumping in the ambulance with you. We're all going. <laughs> you do what you got to do. I'm doing what I know what I got to do. And what I got to do is to call on the one who is faithful. And today she's right here. Stand, stand up. She's right there. Yeah. God is faithful. God is faithful. <laughs> God is faithful. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.